0: Oh, oh, oh. owner Ross and Carrie the show where we just report on fringe science spirituality claims of the paranormal no 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 we take part ourselves
1: yep when they make the claims we show up so you don't have to I'm Ross Blotcher
0: and I'm Carrie Poppy
1: hey and happy milestone
0: yeah you're 300 happy 300
1: you too we're, hey, bo- thanks. we're both 300 this podcast is 300
0: 300 episodes that's wild that's a lot of episodes. Yeah. What was 200? I, don't I remember know. us being sort of not impressed with <laughs> whatever it was. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Which sounds like us. We basically just I put hope... in the same amount of work at all times and then go, oh, I hope... it's our 10 year anniversary. I
1: hope it was the numerology one. That would be fun.
0: Oh, you know what? It might have been. We might have intentionally done that.
1: Clever us. We weren't intentional this time. Stick around at the end. We do have a memorial for one of our dearly departed listeners.
0: But until then. I have some allergies. What about you? Do you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is
1: an exciting way to kick things off. Thanks. I'm actually unaware of any allergies that I have.
0: No allergies at all. No, not really. Huh. Yeah. But you're so smart.
1: Is allergy having linked to intelligence?
0: No, I'm second guessing it. But I remember seeing research suggesting that allergies and IQ... We're like very, very broadly correlated.
1: Interesting. I feel very genetically lucky. I mean, I'm a short white guy, very hairy. (laughs) But...
0: Oh, okay. I thought this was going to be an and, but it's a but.
1: (laughs) But I've just always been generally healthy. Mm -hmm. And for our podcast, that's kind of inconvenient because it would be better if I had a long list of concerns.
0: Yeah, though, it gives us a real A-B situation.
1: Right, that's true. We've eliminated some other things. But I've never really been allergic to say foods
0: Mhm
1: other uh, foods I don't like
0: Yeah that doesn't count But
1: there's only once where I've had a reaction to a dish where I went oh shit what's happening
0: What was it So this
1: was in 2019 Okay at work they had this tofu dish <gasps> for the Lunar New Year celebration and I ordered that looked great Yeah and took it to a meeting I was having where I was recording and I just started scarfing it down and all of a sudden my throat closed up and I started violently hiccuping and I'm trying not to make a lot of noise or disrupt this meeting. So I had to like run out of the meeting.
0: I, that's as bad as choking as everybody staring at you while you're choking. <laughs> I mean, unless you choked it up, that's worse.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Only then. Anyways, yeah, I was like, oh my goodness, my eyes are welling up and tearing, and I could barely breathe, and I'm like trying not to choke on the food. So of course, what do I do? After I finally simmer down a little bit, I try a little more of the dish. <laughs> Did I just get it down the wrong hole? But like, I just never experienced anything like this before. And so then I swelled up again, started violently okay, hiccuping Okay, so you're again.
0: allergic to something.
1: Right. So I wrote the cafeteria staff and said, hey, can you give me the ingredients? And- yeah. You kind of tell me what's going on in this and they're dish. They're
0: like, okay, rat poison, tofu, <laughs> has, turmeric.
1: Has anyone else had this reaction? And so, yeah, I've got the full recipe for this dish. Uh, I make it all the time now. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, so I was already starting to do a little bit of testing within the dish where I yeah. eat this thing. Okay, okay, that didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about this little thing? It was also making me really numb. Like I would feel the numbing
0: yeah. sensation spread. Anaphylaxis, spra- huh
1: Spread. Okay. So I thought the culprit were these little green leaves, but mm-hmm. apparently they were just soaking up this oil that was rich in Sichuan peppercorn powder.
0: Oh. And the
1: guy who sent me this ingredients list, he sent me an NPR article about Sichuan peppers and how they kind of connect with the nervous system and create this tingling sensation, which I guess for many people is kind of pleasant. wasn't pleasant for me.
0: Oh, wow. So
1: I guess if I have one food allergy, that's the one.
0: Oh, interesting. This sounds like more than tingling. It sounds like your throat was closing up.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if it was just because I was trying to like scarf this down. Oh, yeah. It all just was too much too fast. That's the only time where I've gone, oh, is this what allergies are?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. This sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it wasn't. You definitely got a taste of the experience.
1: Absolutely. goodness. What about you?
0: Well, I love Szechuan tofu. I've had it many times, so I'm not allergic to that. Okay. Well, I have what's called oral allergy syndrome. A listener actually figured this out after Mm. listening to me bellyache for years about my weird allergy situation. The old OAS. So the situation has always been that there are certain foods that will make my tongue and mouth itchy, but not consistently. Okay. So nuts is one, bananas is one, raw carrots, eggplant that hasn't been.
1: Just raw carrots. Yep. So cooking them takes that away.
0: Mm Mm-hmm raw eggplant or eggplant that just hasn't been cooked very much
1: why would you want to eat that anyway
0: oh i love it eggplant
1: i mean i like a cooked eggplant
0: well yeah but like even baba ganoush where it's like it's just cooked a little before you blend it yeah right right and food
1: is sneaky i didn't even think about that (sighs) it's
0: so sneaky
1: food you're so sneaky
0: you teeth and food get out of here um (laughs) yeah
1: this podcast has become an all-out assault on (laughs) the mouth
0: oral We ain't mouths.
1: Now, our sponsor quip.
0: <laughs> so, I couldn't really make heads or tails of this because it wasn't consistent, right? And supposedly, allergies are consistent. Like, it's one of the defining qualities. Yeah, of they don't a true just come allergy.
1: and go on a whim. Yeah. They're a part of your makeup.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a whole theory about like exposure making you better or worse with allergies. But it shouldn't just be like a popcorn. Oh, sometimes I get this and sometimes I don't. So anyway, a listener was like, well, you know, there's oral allergy syndrome. I looked that up and it's basically where you're actually allergic to these types of pollen or grasses. Mm. And they are botanically similar enough to these foods that Since your mouth is the first... Line of defense. defense, Yeah. Yeah. It senses something kind of similar to these random grasses I'd be allergic to if I lived in Russia, but I've never encountered in real life. Uh Russia, of course, being an imaginary place. (laughs) And so then my mouth just goes like, "Ah, I think you're eating a weird cotton. And then I'm like, no, it's a fucking carrot, you dumbass.
1: And so the reason that it's referring to just oral allergy... Uh, symptoms is because it only affects you kind of in the mouth. It doesn't affect you down the rest of the alimentary canal.
0: Right. And it doesn't become anaphylaxis. It's never life-threatening. It's just unpleasant and unpredictable.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: So I went and got tested and... They did, you know, the whole allergy workup where they like took needles and stuck me a million times with them. They sit there and watch you, and then <laughs> they're just like, "Are you dying? Because if you're dying, we have to give you a thing."
1: Right. And then we're but, ready to jab you with this other yep, thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but nothing happened. I was like, "Well, I you're know like, these, but things. I know, yeah, these, I get these reactions. These give me a reaction, right? Because like, oh,
1: for years I've known, like, well, Carrie can't eat walnuts.
0: Right. Like, this is one I still of those. Don't. Yeah." There's some that are much worse. Walnuts is like a real bad one. It's just so itchy for me. But okay. it's nice to know it'll never kill me.
1: Yeah, that is nice to know. And I have more questions about that. I'm sure we'll come back to these medical procedures for testing mm-hmm. such things. But Carrie, is there a quick and easy way that I can through the convenience of an online mm-hmm. quiz or maybe even mm-hmm. like a home order kit that mm-hmm. I can learn if I am allergic to just all the foods? Mm. Or sensitive to the foods?
0: Sensitive to, yes.
1: Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And
0: therein lies the difference, good sir. Sounds
1: like there's maybe a distinction.
0: Yes. So some people say that there's this whole other category of foods to which people are sensitive. Uh And this doesn't rise to the level of an allergy, but you might get gastrointestinal issues as a result of eating right. them or eating them too much.
1: This is also known as a food intolerance. Mm-hmm. So an allergy is an actual reaction by your immune system treating this as a foreign body. Like, this must be attacked, mm-hmm. like a virus or a bacteria or something like that. Mm-hmm. But
0: Usually your histamine.
1: So an intolerance or a sensitivity has to do with your digestive system and how it's reacting to
0: yeah, though I foods. think it still supposedly has something to do with your immune system.
1: Oh, really? Okay. I think
0: so. I bet, though, if we looked at a bunch of different <laughs> <laughs> websites about this, as we would get a bunch of different answers. Sure. So something we try to do on the show is model elegant ignorance. So we went into this not really knowing what the deal is, and we're just trying to make heads or tails of this yeah. as consumers.
1: My understanding is that a food sensitivity or intolerance has to do with your body, maybe not fully... Processing something or overreacting to it gastrointestinally. So what we decided to try for this investigation was the Everlywell food sensitivity test.
0: Yes. This has been marketed to me 1 billion times. Wow. Yeah.
1: I don't even question that claim because (laughs) they are very active with their marketing.
0: They really are.
1: My goodness, yeah. Dot com. This is the sort of thing where if they had approached Maximum Fun and said, hey, we're really interested in advertising on your network. And then if that product was pitched to Carrie and I, we would look at it and we would say, we probably mm-hmm. should not promote this on our show. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of thing we would investigate.
0: That's happened a lot of times. I don't think it's happened with It did with not
1: with Everly product, well, just yeah. to make that clear. But yeah. this is the sort of thing that we've seen advertised, our listeners have seen advertised. Mm-hmm. And it's this kit that you order. It comes to your house. You prick yourself. You give them your blood. And then they test to find out if you have... Sensitivities to 96 foods for one of the tests, and then there's a more expensive test where they test you for over uh, 200. Yeah,
0: 200 odd.
1: foods. Yeah. So we thought, well, let's do the 200. Well, one. We
0: need to know everything that we can't eat. Yeah. Yeah. So what they're looking for in these samples is IgG.
1: Yeah, and they very boldly proclaim, this is an IgG test. You know, We're doing IgG IgG this, IgG that. We're very proud of the IgG. So speaking of elegant ignorance, I had never heard of IgG. I thought, ah, the IIG is now the CFIIG, <laughs> and we investigate claims of the paranormal. So I immediately had to look this up, like, well, what's IgG?
0: I had heard of IgE, which is the allergy antibody... Hmm that they were looking for when I got those prick tests. Okay, But IgG is this other thing that happens in your gut. I believe it does have some connection to your immune system, Mm -hmm. but there is disagreement about what that means. Does it mean that you're quite tolerant of this food and your body knows how to handle it and it's seen it a lot and it's nothing to worry about? Or does it mean your body's reacting to this every single time you eat it and... The situation is bad, and you should avoid it, and then you'll feel better.
1: This is very much just my, hey, I've read five articles about this now, understanding Mm -hmm. of antibodies, but the idea, I think, is that antibodies are immunoglobulins That's where the IG comes from. Mm. And that there's different forms of those. They are, I'm reading from newsmedical.net, they are produced in response to an immune reaction and specifically bind to antigens responsible for initiating a reaction. And so then within those IGs, those antibodies, those immunoglobulins, I'm trying not to say goblin, (laughs) there's IgG and that's the most common one. So that's found throughout the blood and it's like 70 to 75% of those immunoglobulins that are available.
0: Now I'm picturing a little goblin all through my bloodstream.
1: Good. Yes, (laughs) that is correct. And then there's IgE, which you mentioned, which is like very uncommon, like it's a very small representation, but it is a good sign of a strong reaction because then it will quickly multiply when needed to fight off an offender there's igd apparently not too much is known about that one.
0: Oh, the unpopular ig brother igd
1: sorry igd there's igm which looks like compared <laughs> to the other ones it's like really big and bulky like it's a bunch of the others kind of linked together hmm. I show you a picture
0: Oh, wow.
1: It's a way more complicated structure.
0: I always forget these things actually have mass. Yeah. And then I see a picture and I'm like, well, what do you mean that's what it looks like? It doesn't look like anything. And (laughs) then I remember, oh, yeah, these things have mass.
1: What I'm showing, Carrie, all of these things are these little like Y-like structures where you have sort of like a thick base and then two little wings that shoot off these glycoproteins. And then there's IgA, which is...
0: That I've heard of. More
1: common than some of the other ones. And I was talking with my sister about this, who's a doctor, and I'll talk about her reactions to some of this later. But she was saying that IgA is more present like in the nasal cavities, and it's Mm -hmm. part of that kind of first response system. So all of these kind of show up in different parts of the body in different concentrations, and they govern different aspects of our antibody response to an infection or a perceived allergen. And there we go. That's my... Hopefully elegant ignorance.
0: (laughs) We're going to hold you to it. If Ross got even a tiny part of that one, just a tiny part. Here
1: it comes. (laughs) I did my best.
0: Email him. (laughs) Get so many paragraphs. Okay, so we, first of all, wanted to see what's it like to take this test. Yeah. And is it going to tell me, a person who does have definite food? Sensitivities. I mean, like, I am sensitive to those foods. That seems like the best thing to call it. Right. Is it going to spot that? And
1: at least we can kind of, based on some of these sensitivities that we know about you and that we have not detected in myself, will we get consistent results? Yeah. Or will we get something that seems wildly out of whack, like, Russ, you're allergic to everything, or, you're sensitive to everything, and Carrie, you're sensitive to nothing.
0: Right. Yeah. What's this going to look like?
1: Also, we should mention that Everly Well doesn't just do this food sensitivity test.
0: Oh, no, sir. No, no, no. They do a COVID test, which I talked about in the COVID at-home testing episode.
1: Oh, you actually used the Everly Well one for that?
0: That was one of them, yeah.
1: I didn't know you already had a working relationship.
0: I didn't either until I got these results and saw it in my dashboard.
1: That's amazing. There's a women's health test. I've taken that. Oh, yeah? No. You failed? I I have not. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. You do not have good women's health. Uh, Thyroid test, a vitamin D and inflammation test, metabolism test, ovarian reserve test, perimenopause test, postmenopause test, women's fertility test, HPV test, men's health test, testosterone test, syphilis test, chlamydia and gonorrhea, hepatitis C, HIV, trichomoniasis? first
0: Trichomoniasis. I've heard of that. I don't know what it is, but I know how to say it. Trichomoniasis. Uh,
1: Yeah, well done. Uh, General STD test for men, STD test for women, cholesterol. This goes on. It's a very long list. So they're just a testing organization.
0: We're only going to be talking about the food sensitivity test since that's the one we have experience with here. But it's also worth noting they have a Lyme disease test, which is a notoriously unsatisfying way to figure out if you have Lyme disease.
1: Okay. Yeah. And they also have, I think of interest to us, a sleep and stress test, which I don't know if I had to pick another one to try mm. out. Might yeah, be would be cool. On the list. But Everly Well also has like a $26 a month subscription plan Ooh, yes. where essentially you just, you know, send them a monthly drip of money and then and they – In blood. And they just test you for tons of things. Like you can just pick every month. Oh, I want to be tested for this, this, and this. So for all you hypochondriacs out there, this is great.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Or it'll make it worse. Hey. So we mentioned the blood. We're going to be talking about blood a little bit. Sorry, I don't like it either. You do have to bleed on a little card, and we'll talk about how much blood that requires, but it's a freaking lot.
1: If Carrie passes out at any point during this conversation, (laughs) I will insert a warning 15 seconds earlier in the audio track. (laughs) If
0: you're not afraid of blood, but you are afraid of me fainting. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know, just in case it's enough to overwhelm oh, Carrie. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'll be your canary.
1: People should know. Yeah, you're Carrie <laughs> K- in the coal
0: mine. Carrie in the <laughs> coal
1: mine. Carrie nary.
0: <laughs> we're trying. <folks>. We're <laughs> trying.
1: Working so hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so did you have any reactions that were high?
1: oh, are we getting into results already?
0: Oh, no, you're right. Okay. Yeah, tell me about doing the thing, whatever.
1: Okay, so we mentioned there's two different tests. You can get the one that they sort of advertise mostly, the food sensitivity test. That tests your IgG reactivity. Oh, by the way, we should mention, every time you hear IgG, IgE, picture capital I, lowercase g, mm. uppercase g or e or a or whatever it is. That's Or just,
0: picture a goblin if it's IgG.
1: Or picture both of those. Mm-hmm. So the 97 foods test. That's $159.
0: Ooh, still a lot.
1: Yeah, that's a fair amount. And so then as soon as you go to buy that, they let you know, oh, by the way, if you don't want this amateurish 96 foods test, <laughs> you could be getting the most extensive food sensitivity test. The food sensitivity comprehensive test that we bought for $259. They test your IgG reactivity to 204 foods. Mm. So that's not double the money, but that's more than double the number of foods. Whoa. And there's a very long comparison chart where you can see Mm -hmm. they break it down into categories. So they test for five dairy items under the regular test, but 15 under the comprehensive test. Okay. So you'll want to know if you have sensitivity to, oh, butter is not on the first list, casein, goat milk. Mm-hmm whey processed cheese and then for fruits instead of just 16 you get 35 fruits so
0: oh damn think yeah. of all the fruits i could find out i can't eat
1: apricot black currant, blackberry one of my <gasps> all-time favorites I love
0: blackberry jam oh
1: and kiwi my two favorite fruits
0: kiwi i get the reaction to
1: aren't on the basic really Sometimes,
0: not always <gasps> yeah
1: oh and i could see how that would be the kind of food that that's, do the,
0: that's the type
1: it's got a punch to it it's a very distinct fruit Yep. mango oh yeah mango's another good one grains go up from 10 to 13 types so you get to add buckwheat millet and spelt mm-hmm. what's spelt
0: some kind of grain i mean i've had spelt flour but i don't know what it looks like on its own growing out of the ground okay
1: legumes go from 5 to 13 so you get to add chickpea fava beans Kidney beans, lentil. Come Damn, on.
0: those are some common beans.
1: Yeah, we really want lentil to add all this. Lentil
0: and chickpea? Come on.
1: Seafood goes from 11 to 25. So how else would you know if you're allergic or sensitive to branzino?
0: How would you know?
1: I don't know what branzino is.
0: It sounds like the name of like a colon supplement.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. But also adds anchovy, eel, crayfish, herring, mackerel, octopus. So we can detect all of these things including additional seeds and nuts, pistachio, hazelnut, we had to have the advanced test.
0: We need to know.
1: So what do they need from us, Carrie?
0: Well, first they need, how much was it? 159, but we had a 20% off coupon, Ross.
1: Oh, sorry. I'm still hung up on this. There's a Jerusalem artichoke?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. My farm box sent it to me one time and it basically just looked like ginger and I was like, I don't understand what I'm supposed to do with this and it's Is this my, commentary
1: about Jerusalem?
0: Don't think so. I don't even know. But it just sat in my fridge for months, and so I was like Carrie, you're not going to do anything with this. This ginger root it thinks away. it's
1: Jesus. Yeah. It's a well, regular Jerusalem well, artichoke.
0: Mostly I was just like, this is nothing like an artichoke. Yeah, weird. I thought this would be it should least be related. resemble an artichoke. Like a thin
1: artichoke.
0: But I didn't okay. try. I can't blame the Jerusalem artichoke.
1: Okay. So, Anyways, yes. Many, many additional foods. We're going to be tested for them.
0: We got 20% off though.
1: Oh, even better than that. And this is where we mentioned before that Honey helped us in an investigation. Yeah, it was 30% off. Oh,
0: okay. I remember I had found the code before, but then you said, oh, you know what? Honey picked it up anyway. Yeah. So, good job, Honey.
1: Yeah, so with the code SUMMER, it went down from $259 to a mere (laughs) $168.35. Oh, my
0: gosh, a steal.
1: Each of us spent for our tests, which were then mailed to our homes. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's a nice little box and nice design. So you're folding the flaps and reading the little papers as Mm -hmm. they come out. And then as you open it up, you see there's plastic doodads where you...
0: Little lancets.
1: Yeah, that's the word, where you (laughs) rotate the top and it pulls off. And then you can use it to jab your finger. Yeah, They give you very specific directions on which part of like the ring finger. I think it was the ring finger or the middle finger they wanted you to use. So you just do it slightly off-center on the final pad of that finger.
0: And they're like, you might want to get your hands warm under some warm water. You might Mm want to rub them, etc. You know, really get the blood there. And then when you see the card and how much blood they want, (laughs) you're like, oh, I see. You need me to get a lot of blood in my hands.
1: Yeah. So there's a card that's like a really (sighs) thick paper. I think of a watercolor paper.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And Mm -hmm. for the basic test, they have you create five big drops of blood for the card. But for this comprehensive test that we got.
0: That we insisted on getting.
1: (laughs) You have to get 10 big drops of blood onto this card. And I got my kit before Carrie got hers. And I was like, oh, Carrie's not going to like this one No, I'm not
0: loving talking about it.
1: On the basic kit, they give you two lancets. On this one, they give you three because you might have to try multiple times to bleed enough. And you
0: do, and you do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and also they give you gauze because they want you to bleed a little bit Rub it away and then bleed some more just mm-hmm, so you don't get mm-hmm. that first blood. You can pick up all that skin junk or whatever. They give you a little bit of alcohol prep pad as well to rub Keep your finger clean. before you first prick your finger. So I'm getting all this ready and I'm like taking pictures and I'm wiping away the first round of blood with my left finger. And then I go to start filling out the card and I get maybe two of those spots. And then I'm having a really hard time getting any more yeah, blood out of this they need.
0: It's like a pretty big circle, too. It's like a good mm, dime?
1: Yes. In, like no, a
0: penny. Penny. Yeah. Yeah. Good penny.
1: Yeah. Small. Maybe a little smaller than that. But yeah, it's Somewhere
0: like, between a dime and a penny.
1: You need like a free falling drop of blood. Yeah. Essentially to fill that.
0: And boy, do they tell you 100 times- don't you just bleed and then rub it on the card. Right. We will be so mad and we will send it back and you will not get your result. They tell you that so many times. Like
1: it needs to not only fill that circle, but you should be able to see it on the other side. Yep. Like it should bleed through, literally bleed Mm -hmm. through. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I don't think I've ever (laughs) gotten (laughs) to use that phrase literally. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, yeah, I realized, oh shoot, I was busy like taking pictures and wiping away blood. I needed to act fast. So I thought, Mm. okay, geez I've only got two lancets left and so I went for my right ring finger mm-hmm. and lanced that one then I was like okay let's get to work they want you to run your hands under warm water beforehand to get the blood flow happening and then shake your hands
0: till they're loose and floppy <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> great reference to our Scientology <laughs> investigation so I did that and then I was off to the races. I was getting lots of blood out of that right finger. So yeah, yeah, I filled out the rest of that card with the right finger. And I was like, good job, right finger.
0: (laughs) You did it. (laughs) You
1: know how to bleed. And then I texted Carrie and said, have you gotten your Everly Well kit yet? No, I didn't think so. Because I think I would have heard from you (laughs) if you had to (laughs) fill this thing out.
0: Oh, my God.
1: You're not going to like it.
0: Yeah. And then you said, do you want to see a picture? I'm afraid to even show you the picture.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I don't think I wanted to spoil it for you. Sure. Then you also write your name on the card, and they want to know your birthday, of course, I assume, just so that they can positively identify that it came from you.
0: Yeah, or be like, this blood's old as fuck. I did not like doing this. Uh I did not like it. You did not like it in
1: a box? I
0: did did not like it on my socks.
1: You also have to fill out the collection date, of course. So your birthday, collection date, your name. Your blood.
0: Your rising sign. <laughs> uh, that's not true. But I had such a heck of a time bleeding enough for it. And I mean, I'm sure some of this was psychological that like I wanted it over quickly. I was like probably doing it.
1: Here, with- this listeners carry bleeds for you. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. And I didn't like it, but it was really tough. And by the end of it, I looked at the card when I was all done uh-huh. and I kind of hadn't processed this as it was happening. But when I like finished and <laughs> took a step back I was like oh dear lord it looked like a child trying to draw inside the lines and like not being successful and so then I compared it to yours which had these like very clean circles just yeah very, Ross is showing it to me very perfectly filled and then mine are just like like a child who just came out of anesthesia is this enough blood please
1: to, to make it stop Draw,
0: <laughs> draw a red circle they were like hey
1: But apparently it was enough, because I think if you don't get enough blood to their satisfaction, they'll send it back to you. They send it
0: back. Yeah, yeah. They told us that a lot. So.
1: Try, try try again. I
0: did it. I did it, folks. But when you see the comparison. Oh, there's there's Carrie's. (laughs) Yeah, see?
1: A bit more of a Rorschach test.
0: <laughs> oh, we should do the Rorschach sometime.
1: Yeah. yeah be oh, fun. totally. I was just reading about that the other day.
0: Yeah, I have a whole book about it. Oh, cool. Yeah. We talked about it in pseudoscience and mental health at Harvard. Oh, fun.
1: Okay, quick take on that just from what I read about it. it sounded like the guy who originated it used it as a tool that accompanied a lot more in-depth Analysis.
0: Uh, true. And
1: uh, he died right as it was starting to get popular, and then other people just kind of tried to do too much Ran too with easily it. with it. That's
0: definitely part of the story. Okay. I'm immediately wanting to add additional Ooh, details, yeah. but I won't. Okay. But that's not wrong. So then we mailed them in, mm-hmm. and as they were on their way to the blood factory, mm-hmm. I said to myself, how would we figure out whether these results are consistent? Because I feel like if I bled on a card again and sent it in with my name, they could just in the computer system be like, you already did this. And why did
1: you send us a bloody cardigan? Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> love me, love me. <laughs> um, that's them, right?
1: Yeah, that's the cardigans. Okay, yeah. Okay, good. I've got to say, every time I see Everly well, I think of the Everly brothers. Oh, okay. All I have to do is Dream. dream. Oops, sorry, dream, I picked dream, dream, or a wake up, little Susie, wake up.
0: This isn't owned by them. Wait, what are we talking about?
1: So you said you send it off to the oh, blood yeah, yeah, factory. Yeah.
0: You send it off to the blood factory. But they might look at it. If I sent in a redo, they might look at it and go, oh, this is also Carrie Poppy. OK, I don't know. Let's add these together. Or they might just be like, you're trying to test us. We know who you are. No way. We're sending you the same results. I don't know. I'm
1: suspicious. Right.
0: So credit where credit is due, because this person's a little bit of a controversial figure. But I happen to read in Michael Shermer's book, Why People Believe Weird Things.
1: A very good book. A
0: good book. A complex man. He had at one point taken a food sensitivity test, and then in order to test it, I don't remember if he sent in a friend's blood or he just sent in his own much later, but he found that they were like wildly inconsistent.
1: Great way to test the system. Yeah. Do you at least give me the same results from the same blood sample?
0: So that was successful for him. So I said to Ross, why don't we have you, not me, bleed on a card again, <laughs> not a card again, but a card again, and have Drew say it's his blood?
1: I have to admit, my first thought was like, oh, I don't wouldn't even suspect them of doing something like that. But you made a very good case.
0: Yeah, so this is what I was thinking. My intuition about IGG, just based on my very, very basic knowledge, was... Okay, if this is my stomach reacting to exposure to foods, then whether I have recently eaten the food is going to matter a lot. Okay. And so I could see if I have just eaten wheat, Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason that produces a lot of IgG for me, then... If I that day eat wheat and fill this out, you might tell me I have a really um, high reaction. And then if I don't eat wheat for a couple of days, are you gonna tell me I have a mild one? Okay. How exactly does the exposure element work? Gotcha. We still don't know how these things compare. We're going to live on air. See,
1: see the results from my blood as Ross and my blood as Drew. Yeah. And I should say that at this point, my understanding of IgG and all that was non-existent. My thought was just, why would they even do this unless it was based on an actual analysis of the blood? And my thought was, okay, you have mail-in kits like, say, 23andMe, which we did episodes on a long time ago where you send in a spit sample and they extract your DNA and they give you results from that. I thought it was something kind of online with that. They're going to give you results. Some of them will be more secure, some of them less in their Mm, scientific mm -hmm. rigor. That's what we'll have to figure out. I like that we have this extra test awaiting just to see if this is even looking at the real thing. Yeah. So on their website, they say, here are the steps once you send in your sample. So you mail it off. The sample arrives at the lab. Sample is inspected for sufficiency. Oh, thank God. Yeah, is there enough blood or do you need to send in a cardigan? And damage... And then the sample is prepared for extraction. The sample is liquefied and delivered to the testing personnel. Gross. So yeah, this seems so weird. Like, okay, you're sending blood. It's in a card, so it's dried. Mm -hmm. Certainly by the time it gets there.
0: And then reconstituted.
1: Right. It's like like
0: Taco Bell beans. uh...
1: But I guess, you know, if you were collecting blood samples from a crime scene, having it there in a card would probably be ideal.
0: I bet also there's laws around sending like liquid blood right probably fewer if any around sending a card that's been bled on
1: well i'll mention here i was showing my sister who is again a doctor kind of what we did to send the card in and when she first saw the picture of it she just cracked up and she said right really they had you bleed on a card that's Mm -hmm. how they collected your blood and she just thought it looked very unprofessional Mm -hmm. she said well i've only really seen blood collected in this way when I can't remember the name of the exact screening. It was around the birth of one of her children, I think, where they were doing Mm. a a blood test and
0: for a parental compatibility kind of thing. Yeah.
1: And it detected cystic fibrosis, which did end up
0: Oh, yeah, your niece does that and
1: one of my nieces. So she's like, well, it got a legit result. It's just as a doctor, this is not something I see on a regular basis. Yeah. Collecting blood that way. Okay. Step seven machinery is checked for quality control. Then the sample is analyzed.
0: Is the machine on? Yes. (laughs) Check.
1: Check. Then the sample is analyzed using validated testing methods. Okay. Okay. More detail. I
0: feel like that's the first actual step that I'm interested in this process. (laughs) Right. Okay. And I got no information.
1: Right. Using validated testing methods. Okay. Hmm. Validated Validated. by
0: whom? Tested how?
1: Does it help that the little icon for that step is a microscope?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is scientific.
1: <laughs> okay. Step results validation performed. Okay.
0: Results validation Again, performed. Again,
1: super vague.
0: Yeah, we look and make sure something happened on the screen.
1: This is interesting. Results released to a physician for review.
0: Oh. So presumably huh. some
1: physician takes huh. a look at this. Before yep. giving their stamp of approval.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we okay. got
1: a little inspected by notice essentially on our results. Th-
0: oh, we did? Yes. got a look.
1: And then step 11, you are notified that your results are ready. And then step 12, you review your results on the secure digital results platform. And then it's up to you to print and share these results with your primary care provider. Lucky them. And then live group webinar. We'll talk about that later. So those are the steps. Okay. That were happening in the background while we went on with our merry lives.
0: And had you pretend to be Drew. Right. Uh, Time
1: to talk about results?
0: Yeah, I think so. Let's do it. Okay. Hi, Carrie. Hey, Carrie. Your test showed only mild reactivities to 16 foods.
1: Only mild reactivities to 16 foods.
0: That's right.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. No
0: medium, no high. Okay. Okay. It says, despite the label, these foods may also cause symptoms. If you have any questions about next steps, review our questions, blah, blah, blah.
1: Wow, not okay. even moderate. Nope. Look at you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. I was so, expecting,
1: like, Carrie's going to have, like, one or two things that she's just, like, crazy reactive you to. You would think.
0: Yeah. I would think. As the person who has more reactions to food than you. Right. <laughs> you would think so. That would make sense. But no. Okay. So, first one, and this is the most perplexing to me was chicken chicken and the reason that's
1: and it said on moral basis
0: (laughs) yes and you are opposed to the in fact wait it says chicken eggs beef no (laughs) yeah it was like well how did you even find a reaction to that in there i don't have chicken i don't eat it
1: how is chicken snuck into my body
0: but so it must have been like you know a broth or something that i just didn't realize. Okay. But anyway, that did come up as a twenty on the scale. Seventeen is the barrier where you enter mild reactivity. Fifty eight is the boundary for moderate, and then one sixteen.
1: So just barely, high. barely into that blue section on the scale, which starts yep. with normal reactivity is green, mm-hmm. placid, right? And then, as Carrie said, seventeen to fifty eight is mild, and that's blue. And then fifty eight to 116 is moderate that's mm-hmm. yellow starting to get a little more worrisome mm-hmm. and then 116 and above that's high reactivity that's red Ooh, yeah oh bad
0: news okay so 20 to that okay then chickpea another mild so 25 uh i love chickpeas i love hummus so that's chicken chicken bad news <laughs> Then egg whites, again, something I try to avoid, but like if I have a baked good and I find out it's got eggs in it, okay, you know, I'll eat your leftover cookie. So that's a 23. Fig, 25.
1: Oh, curse them. (laughs)
0: grape leaves 20
1: okay these are all still very low
0: oats 21 pine nut 33
1: oh wow okay registering a little bit i have a friend super talented animator who is insanely allergic to pine nuts
0: Ian, who works on our show, is insanely allergic to pine nuts. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: Him too. Okay. And these are allergies to the point where you have to warn everybody. Like, right. Like, hey, I need to know if there's any pine nuts anywhere close to this food.
0: Right. If it touches my skin, it could make me die. Then rye, I got 38 there. We're still in the mild, but okay. we're moving up.
1: I have no humor about that.
0: This is a bummer. Soy, 20. Oh. I get a lot of soy, so that's not I good. I sure do. Spelt. Forty-three.
1: How is that spelt?
0: S P E L T is forty-three. So that's
1: yeah. That's that might be my highest. Getting up there, okay. Um, Yeah, can we beat forty-three?
0: Then time the herb time. Yeah. Oh, oh, allergic to time. Well, sensitive (laughs) to time.
1: This is time sensitive.
0: That's a 19.
1: Carrie is time sensitive. I like this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's sad. Wheat, 42.
1: 42. Okay. Was that more than time? Nope.
0: Or more than spelt?
1: Spelt is 43.
0: 43. You're right. Okay. Spelt and wheat. And then finally, white potato at 19.
1: Uh, yeah, okay, but these are so, just mild reactivity.
0: That's right, that's right.
1: Nothing to cry over spelt.
0: <laughs> and then it says, your results were normal for the rest of the foods in the test. Wow. And then it also notes... All foods will cause some amount of immune response. Okay. But these foods were measured in the normal range. No need to do anything differently. But if you're curious, you can see them all here. <laughs> and then, like you can go and look at your reactivity where it's like, yeah, this one was fine. This one was fine. Okay. Yeah. So then it recommends that if I want to potentially bring down my symptoms, what I would do is try an elimination diet. Right. Where One at a time or a couple at a time, I get rid of some of these foods and see if I feel better.
1: Right. And maybe like pick a whole category. So if you're someone who had things that were high reactivity, everything in that category, you would remove them from your diet for four weeks.
0: That's one way you can do it, yeah,
1: and then slowly add them back one at a time, yeah, and see if you get a result.
0: They give you three different ways you can do it. Uh-huh. one's what you're describing okay. but like one's the quickest way, one's the phase elimination diet and then one's the broad elimination diet. and supposedly it's sort of a you're balancing ease and specificity.
1: okay, and then also shortly after you send in your test result, you start getting Everly Well emails up the wazoo. Mm. And they're advertising their other tests, their regular subscription service. Another thing that they're advertising is this webinar that they hold where you can go ask questions of one of their professionals about your results. But neither of us did that.
0: (laughs) Yep, that's right. Okay. I didn't even notice that until today. Okay,
1: I didn't have any pressing questions, but maybe I should read you my results.
0: But before you do... I love shoes. Yes, shoes are one thing to which I am not sensitive. At least not when they are comfortable, when they are pliable, and when they are made from plastic water bottles.
1: Oh, man. It's 2021. Nobody has time for uncomfortable shoes.
0: Mm -mm. And that's where Rothy's comes in. So listen, why don't you start your summer off on the right foot, you guys? You got to have comfortable bestsellers like flats, loafers, and sneakers from Rothy's. Rossi.
1: These are just great shoes. And they have other apparel as well now. So it's yeah. it's not just shoes. Also, they've been moving into shoes targeted toward men, mm-hmm. people who like wearing men's shoes. Also, they've got bags.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah.
1: They've got masks, which are still very relevant.
0: Yeah, That's true. <laughs> and just the cutest dang shoes. And our favorite thing about them is that they're made from recycled water bottles, so they keep junk out of landfills
1: i was just thinking at camp we have a little chant that we drill into campers heads just red
0: rum red rum
1: no that's creepy before they can leave the cabin they need name tag irrelevant to what we're talking about water bottle closed-toed shoes name tag water bottle closed-toed shoes mask which we added for this year. Uh, So, you know, you need to wear closed-toed shoes. Rothy's has those. They're mm -hmm. made out of water bottles.
0: Oh, shit. And
1: they also make masks.
0: You might find yourself thirsty in this scenario, but you can (laughs) save two birds with one net. I,
1: I just feel like Rothy's is very compatible with the camp experience.
0: That's right. Especially because, because you can just throw them in the washing machine when they get dirty.
1: And they'll come out clean and functional. Yeah. And there's no break-in period. They're just comfortable out of the box. Yep. You don't have to like wear them twenty times before they stop cutting you up.
0: Right. No, no, they're just comfy. A, wear a plastic adhesive until they're broken in. No, none of that. None of that with Rothy's. So step up your summer wardrobe with washable, sustainable, stylish shoes and bags from.
1: And check out those newly launched men's shoes. They're intentionally designed with an artisanal level of detail and created with nearly zero waste.
0: Mm, mm. So head to rothys.com slash oh no to find your new warm weather favorites today.
1: That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash oh no. And Carrie, while we're talking about just the best things in life. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about a game you can play on your phone.
0: Oh, okay. Ca- I am listening.
1: It's called Best Fiends.
0: Ooh, this sounds good. But Ross, <sighs> the only games I really like to play on my phone mm-hmm. have like adorable little insect creatures and pretty environments and a like a sort of tilting world that only goes forward and back.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean
0: I would like to interact with people who are my friends on them. Okay. And I like all the colors to be very bright and vivid and all the characters to be really cute. Okay. I mean, those
1: are understandable demands and I wish I could tell you actually Best
0: Feeds has all of those things. (gasps) Oh my
1: God. It has brightly colored bugs that you collect and you upgrade. It has that world that scrolls forward and backwards ah! seems like it's definitely around earth but i don't know the horizon's awfully close i'm not sure how the mathematics work but it keeps scrolling and scrolling <laughs> and scrolling with new levels
0: i am only interested in longitude and not latitude
1: <laughs> last time when we talked about this on the show i was not yet inside of dreamland and i was oh, very yeah, excited that's where I go every night because it was this big like, theme park. And I am now inside of Dreamland. It looks like I am currently at level
0: 2,322.
1: Oh, hell. and And you can see there's little icons of my friends. See, mm. look, there's one of my friends. There's another one of my friends who have been catching up to me and surpassing me. Listeners now will write me and say, like, hey, hey, I just passed you. Aww, <laughs> cute. Yeah, I think I have, like, over 300 buddies now here in Best Fiend. So come join me. My number is 2350912. That's my friend code. You can add me then we'll be Best Fiends inside of Best Fiends.
0: And you know, it's a casual mobile puzzle game, you guys. Yep. Casual. Casual. You're not making simple commitment. You're not marrying the thing. It's casual.
1: I'll regularly, when listening to an audiobook or a podcast, I'll play this because I can pay attention to the audio while I'm playing this casual puzzle game.
0: It's so casual. Best Fiends is awesome for those moments when you want to challenge yourself a little bit. You can play as little or as much as you want, Mm -hmm, but fair mm -hmm. warning, once you start, you probably won't want to put it down.
1: Yep, that sounds about right. But you
0: eventually will. You have to work. Gabriel, you have to work.
1: That's right. You know, you find balance in your life. Yeah. And summer break is the perfect time for getting away. And wherever you go, you don't have to miss out on the fun of Best Fiends.
0: You know, I'm going to the beach tomorrow with my friend Lindsay Pavlis. Yeah. Maybe I will finally hand you my phone and have you put Best Fiends on my phone.
1: (laughs) That would be amazing. And we should do it.
0: Try it at the beach.
1: I like it. Because
0: that sounds like the right place to play it, whether you're on the beach, you're in the mountains, or anywhere in between.
1: The amber waves of grain.
0: Exactly. I'm allergic to two of them, but...
1: And I know infrastructure is rolling out to the whole country, but maybe you're in a part of the country that doesn't have Wi-Fi or internet connection. Mm. That's okay. You can play this offline. Oh, interesting. The data is there on your phone once you've downloaded it. And there's over 100 million downloads. Many people have downloaded this.
0: So download the five-star rated puzzle game Best Fiends for free today on the App Store or Google Play.
1: That's friends without the R. Best Fiends.
0: Best Fiends. So, Ross. Hey, Carrie. What kind of things make you sensitive? What are you sensitive to?
1: Well, only one way to find out. Send in your blood, get a result, log in, and my results say, Hi, Ross. Your food sensitivity comprehensive test is complete. Your test showed an IgG reactivity above normal to... 39 foods. Whoa. This is not at all what I expected. Whoa. I thought you would be the reactive yeah, one. Yeah, totally. I, and I would be the boring person in this test. Foods in the high, moderate, or mild reactivity ranges are good candidates for a temporary elimination diet to help identify your food sensitivities.
0: Ah, oh, shit. Ah, uh,
1: good candidates. Okay. At least that's good, like, non-committal language, you know. i <laughs>
0: sure they're hunching their bets a little. As
1: they should. And maybe even more than they are, as we'll get to later. If you have any questions about the next steps, review our common questions for more information. And here's where I saw the little sign-off. Your results were released by Perkin Elmer.
0: Oh, great name.
1: On June 28th, 2021, Perkin Elmer. Yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. Hold on. I
1: assume the first name is Elmer?
0: Interesting. So both mine and quote unquote Drew's were also released by that person.
1: Okay. So my mental image of this step where they have a physician review the results is that they have one person who just kind of sees them come in and hits a button
0: yeah it's like donate now we're gonna show bernie a list of everyone who donates in the next hour <laughs> and i'm always like bernie's so honest he's gonna just be like okay thanks sure i'll flip through this list oh funny
1: yeah maybe only with someone like bernie would i expect them even yeah. to attempt
0: yeah i figured to just make like, that
1: an honest statement
0: yeah i figure they're like here's the email with the list and he kind of like scrolls real quick
1: yeah maybe the- uh,
0: maybe just because i would need to i'd be like well we can't say that unless i at least look at it <laughs> right yeah
1: yeah or maybe there's some sort of filtration where i only look at it if you get this kind of extreme result or something mm-hmm. like that but yeah what is perkin elmer actually looking at? yeah
0: like? i need to look up this name please hold perkin elmer what a name
1: yeah that's up there with buddy epson or slim pickens
0: i have some bad news what's that Perkin Elmer is a company.
1: Oh, no, really?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Perkin Elmer.
1: That is bad news, but it makes me laugh.
0: Yeah, it's a biological service. <laughs>
1: <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. I'd like to talk to Elmer. Is Elmer uh, not there? I'll yeah. talk to Perkin. Perkin. Oh, okay. Oh, that's yeah. pretty good, though. Okay.
0: That explains why we all got checked by him. Okay.
1: Ooh, they do have a link that says learn more about our science. Okay. I'm saving that. All right. And then you can group your results by reactivity or by food. So I didn't show high reactivity. So that's that 116 or greater, the okay. red zone to any foods. They say all clear here. Just stick to foods within your other reactivity levels if you decide to do an elimination diet. Moderate reactivity. Carrie had zero foods. Yeah. I have one food. (gasps) What is it? Moderate reactivity foods, class two foods in your lab results can cause symptoms as well. And not only is it in the yellow moderate area, it's very high. It's just three points away from the high reactivity. So 113. Okay. What is this food? (gasps) Cow's milk.
0: Oh, that's believable. That's a common thing for yeah. people to not have a high tolerance for.
1: Right. Yeah, in particular, like, Europeans tend to have high tolerance for cow's milk. I think mm. evolutionarily, that is sort of a recent addition that only some humans have built up a tolerance to cow's mm. milk.
0: Because it's for little tiny baby cows.
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> not for tiny baby humans or adult mm-hmm. humans. I think... I'm just guessing here, but I'm guessing my Ashkenazi Jewish ancestry might play a role in this as Mm. well. But anyways, yeah, 113. Look at that.
0: Oh, heck. Okay, yeah.
1: Heads up. This doesn't mean you're lactose intolerant, just that you may have a sensitivity to cow's milk. IgG antibodies react only to proteins, and intolerance to lactose, a sugar, can't be diagnosed by this test. Okay. So at least they say that. Hidden sources... Protein powder, processed foods, baked goods, creamers, gratin dishes, white sauces, cake mix. So they list a bunch of things that could um,
0: hide some milk. Yeah. Exactly. Milk
1: hiders. Milk hiders. Yeah. That includes certain soups, bisques, chowders, cow udders, creamy soups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sucking on a cow udder, sour cream, yogurt, custard pudding, whipped creams.
0: <laughs> you're sucking on the udder and then you're like, oh, there's milk in here. <laughs> Pudge, I can't eat milk. Oh. oh. So what I thought would be an error at all.
1: Okay, so there we go. So I have that huge result. And then for mild reactivity, So that was your only That was the only one for moderate. And then you had what was it, 16 under Mm -hmm. mild? I have
0: 38. Good God. Okay.
1: Let's get through these quickly. Yeah. Uh, Anise is just barely above the line. So 18. Okay. That's that kind of licorice flavor. I know it's used for like alcohol, like absinthe.
0: I often get a reaction in my mouth to anise, but that did not show up on mine. Okay.
1: Apple, 19. Mm, So again, just barely above the line. Bamboo shoots, 20. Bell pepper, 55. So that's almost into the moderate. Okay. So that's pretty high. Your highest was a 43. Yeah. And I got to say, I don't like bell pepper. I try to avoid it.
0: Oh, interesting. So
1: maybe that... I don't know. says something. Black currant, 21. Black tea, 18. So just barely up there. Brazil nut, 22. Butter, 40. Pretty high for butter. Hmm. Casein, 48.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah. You're not supposed to be eating these cow products. Never mind. I'm behind this test completely now.
1: Okay. Chicken, (laughs) 19.
0: Oh, okay. Just
1: over the line. Chickpea, 18. Okay. So I share those with you. Cloves, 29. Coffee, 42.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, I'm so glad it didn't tell me coffee was bad for me.
1: Curry, 18.
0: Oh, you poor thing. Coffee and curry?
1: Yeah, the curry's just over the line. Uh, just over it.
0: Two of my favorite things. Yeah,
1: this is interesting. Emmental cheese?
0: Mental cheese?
1: mental. E-M-M-E-N-T-A-L. Oh.
0: What? Of, well, often, stop everything. Often
1: called Swiss cheese in North America. What?
0: Yeah, and everywhere, sir. Yeah.
1: And it's Switzerland, excuse me.
0: <laughs> a mental cheese?
1: A mental.
0: What the hell? I'm looking at this. <laughs> Yeah, okay. It
1: has holes.
0: I guess other people <laughs> call this a mental cheese. I like
1: this. Hidden sources, Swiss cheese. <laughs> Chicken cordon bleu sauces grilled sandwiches fondue yeah And mental (laughs) who knew fig 21 so just like jesus my body does not like figs okay ginger 18 oh man goat milk 47 fine that's pretty high wow yeah all these milk products goats cheese 26 grape leaf 18 oh
0: that was me too yeah
1: kelp 18
0: don't be a whale (laughs)
1: lentil 25 Maca- oh,
0: man, I love lentils. Yeah,
1: right? Me too. Macadamia, 24.
0: See now, and those give me an oral reaction, but oh. didn't show up on mine.
1: Okay. Mackerel, 18. Mozzarella, 27. Parsley, 18. Pine nut, 21. Okay. Fairly mild. Pomegranate, 22. Oh. Poppy seed.
0: <gasps> oh, no. Your The namesake. show's over.
1: 48 that's pretty high oh no higher than any of yours
0: but maybe that just means you've been around me so much that you have i've built up igg
1: traces of you rye 22 sesame 19 sheep milk 24 sheep's cheese 21 spelt 23 thyme 26
0: oh no time time sensitive i'm also time sensitive
1: wheat 27 Winter squash, 18, Mm. and yogurt. I hate yogurt.
0: Who was that?
1: That's from Spaceballs. Oh. That's You know who loves
0: yogurt? Ama.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. She will take your yogurt. I am in all honesty a fan of yogurt sure it's good i just want to clear that up in case (laughs) anybody's like why does
0: (laughs) in case any yogurt's listening and you're (laughs) feeling really deflected
1: wow i so did not predict this i thought you would have the more interesting results here
0: yeah right
1: and Um, then i have normal reactivity to 165 foods and so they still give you numeric values on the rest of them you can look and see like corn i have fed two And then you decide what's next. As you scroll down the page, you consider planning the elimination diet. Here's how it works. They outline that for you. How many foods should I eliminate at once? This is a very long scrolling page.
0: Now, did you have any of the grains at all? Your wheat, your millet? No. None of those. Okay. Did you? Yeah. It said I was reactive to wheat.
1: Oh, oh, okay. And
0: um, what was the other one? Spelt.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I did have wheat. 27. Okay. And I had spelt. Never mind. I take it back. Okay. 23. So yeah, and then they give you the option to like print this out as a PDF that you can take to your doctor. They have common questions and those are your results.
0: You know what? As you said, you mentioned black tea, I think. Yeah. I thought, wait a minute, I remember black tea being on my list, but I didn't remember us discussing it. And I just realized I hadn't scrolled all the way up on the list. So Mm. I do have three more. Black tea is one of them, which would be a huge bummer. Love black tea. Brazil nut. Okay. So black tea is a 21, Brazil nut is a 25, and then cashew, 30. That's the first thing on the list that I can say like, oh, yeah, that gives me a mild reaction. Cashew
1: is one that, yeah, I associate with don't give Carrie a bag of cashews.
0: Yep, But like walnut didn't show up, which gives me a pretty severe. Yeah. Though, again, not life-threatening, but very uncomfortable reaction. What
1: happens when you find walnut under the normal results? Like, if you exp- oh,
0: great question. If you expand yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I'm Let's curious see. if you're
1: at least close to the line.
0: I see why it didn't show up. It is not tested for.
1: Really? No nope. walnut?
0: Which seems bizarre.
1: Yeah. Out of the things they chose, like Jerusalem artichoke, <laughs> that walnut wouldn't be on there.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I was going to say, oh, but it's such a common allergy. Maybe they just figure you would know, but no peanuts on here. Okay. and peanut. I got an eight.
1: That dish that caused me the reaction, that had peanut in it. And I was like, wait a second. Did I just develop a peanut allergy? Oh, that
0: would be so crazy.
1: Oh, my peanut result is one. Wow.
0: Eat all the peanuts you want, sir. Man,
1: I'm going to take everybody's peanuts.
0: Oh, my God. Thank God. Garlic is right on the barrier. 17. Oh.
1: So here we are. We're acting all worried or <laughs> <laughs> relieved about our results on these various things. See, garlic. Oh, I'm right at the bubble. Like one more and I would have been mildly reactive to Same. garlic. Same. Oh, OK. OK. So now the question remains, what should we do with these results? Does this mean we need to eliminate these foods? Should we go to our doctors and talk about them?
0: And how will... Your results compare to Drew's.
1: Oh, right. This is the big reveal moment.
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: so you haven't even looked at them yet, right?
0: Well, I've looked at his, but I hadn't heard yours till now. So I've been looking a little bit as you were talking.
1: And just in the interest of saving some money, we ordered the 96 food reactivity test for Drew slash my blood. That's right. But we can still see if it's consistent.
0: Yep. Okay, so... Some good news in the consistency category. Okay. Drew did show up as very sensitive to cow's milk.
1: Oh, okay. Like you. Was there a numeric number attached to that?
0: 109.
1: Okay, that's just four off. That certainly seems to be within an error bar.
0: The other thing that made it to moderate reactivity for Drew was... Bell Pepper. Oh,
1: interesting. What was the number?
0: 63.
1: Bell Pepper, 63. And for my test, it was 55. Okay. 63. Okay, so it's an additional eight. Pushed it up into moderate. Okay.
0: But yeah, you know, so far seems like something's being measured.
1: Right. Yeah, Yeah. that it's not just, you know, spin the wheel. (laughs) Right. What does Ross get this
0: week? (laughs) Okay, then for mild reactivity, there are 10 foods.
1: I wonder if I'm going to now use this, like whenever I don't want pepper on things, if I can just be like, oh, I'm actually mildly... No, I'm not going to do that.
0: (laughs) Okay, so here are Drew's mild reactivity foods, and as a reminder, Drew has Ross's blood.
1: You're picturing Drew, but remember, it is my blood. He's just flowing being,
0: through Drew's fence. He's being
1: nice and he's willing to fill out a form, a testing oh, no no, no, no. me.
0: While you were both sleeping, I drained his blood and I drained your blood and I put your blood in his body. And then I ran the test. You were like in a sort of state of suspended animation during this. And then I took the blood out. I put it back into you. Drew's I had been keeping in a pot on the stove and I just put that right back in.
1: This reminds me a lot of the film while you were sleeping. <laughs>
0: I don't think you saw that movie. (laughs) Okay, so Drew's first mild reactivity result is apple.
1: Consistent, okay. At 20. I'm 19, okay.
0: Chicken at 22.
1: Uh, 19, okay.
0: Coffee at 40.
1: 42, okay.
0: Kelp at 22.
1: Oh, kelp, 18, okay.
0: Mozzarella at 26.
1: Mozzarella at 27.
0: Rye at 25. 22. Sesame at 26.
1: Oh, in 19 here. Okay.
0: Wheat at 29.
1: Wheat 27.
0: Winter squash at 21.
1: Winter squash, 18.
0: Yogurt at 29.
1: Yogurt, 26. So That was the whole list of the mm-hmm. medium, and all of them were on this mild reactivity list for me. Yeah. So, okay, th- those so, do seem like they are fingerprints that overlap.
0: Yeah, to be very thorough about this, we'd need to go through the other 84 normal reactivities and see how they match up to yours, I suppose.
1: But. Yeah, but at least we all know that they were in that same category.
0: Though you said black tea was moderate for you?
1: Oh, no. uh, Black tea was consistent. Let's see. Black tea, it was at 18.
0: Oh, I see. I see. Barely over the line. So it was 13 here.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seems to pass at least the test that they are looking at something. There is (laughs) information being pulled from the blood sample that you send them. Yeah. Even if it's from two different people with two different addresses. They didn't send Drew an angrily worded <laughs> message Then, been like, wait a second, <laughs> we know you're not you.
0: Yeah, definitely. It still seems possible that your recent exposure moves these numbers around, but that's not necessarily a point in the opposite direction.
1: Okay, well, that was fun. Yeah. And at least then we know it's not like Michael Shermer was talking about in his book where He sent in two separate tests and he got completely different results.
0: Yeah, which would be more concerning.
1: And I would say that those samples that we sent were roughly a month apart. So there may be some natural variety or just, you know, depending on the sample itself could be some variety.
0: When I got Drew's results and I saw that the only two moderate ones were mozzarella and bell pepper, I was tempted to text you and say, are we eating pizza
1: (laughs) <laughs>
0: uh, but sounds like you for avoid bell pepper anyway cow's
1: milk and bell pepper if it's on a veggie pizza I'll eat it
0: I love bell pepper on a pizza
1: well I mean like that is the go-to on a veggie pizza They're yeah like,
0: it's good ah,
1: bell peppers and onion fine
0: <laughs> that's my mom's favorite yeah. oh yeah
1: onion wasn't on this and onion is one that I'm not particularly wild about, especially in uncooked form. Oh, I love a raw onion. Very little cooked form. I'm going to check that out now.
0: And I don't really like cooked onion. I don't like like a caramelized onion. I'm like, why'd you ruin this onion? Oh,
1: interesting. Other way around. Like, oh, good. You sufficiently Uh, cooked and flavored this onion. Oh,
0: that's not right.
1: Okay, I'm a four with onions. So, what do these numbers even mean? What do they
0: mean? Is any of this useful on any level? Now
1: that we've talked about it for over an hour... (laughs)
0: And here's the big reveal.
1: Not really. Not
0: really relevant. <laughs> a little bit relevant, but not really. Not very much. So on the- we're, we're doing a
1: little soft shoe. A little. Yeah,
0: we're both dancing. It's, da, 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 da,
1: da, da, da. it's
0: not good. We've got our arms it's out. Only our arms. We,
1: we can't move from the microphones, but you know,
0: it really is happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... I, I did mention hmm.
1: that they had that link on the results page that said, tell us more about our science. Oh, yeah, tell which, us more. Which takes you to everlywell.com slash science. Okay. Great URL. You science. Yep. Yeah. Best-in-class science that puts you in control. Everlywell has modernized lab testing by bringing access to credible, validated laboratory tests that are initiated and collected by you in the comfort and convenience of your own home. We aim to empower individuals to be proactive about their health and our commitment to quality and accuracy is the same that you would expect from your doctor's office. Interesting. Through the combination of best-in-class science, physician oversight, and rigorously validated collection methods and service, we ensure the best quality testing by working with labs that meet the following standards. They look for CLIA-certified labs, Clinical Laboratory Improvement Amendments of 1988. They have clinically validated tests This is interesting. Mm. And experienced clinical team they have. So they're really talking about the quality of their lab certification, their diagnostics.
0: That sounds to me more like this is about the consistency of the test and less about like how useful is the data.
1: Yeah. Physician approved every step of the way with results everyone can understand. They show pictures of some of their medical experts. Some PhDs here. So they have little bios of each of these people. But yeah, I'm not seeing too much here. And this is covering, I guess, all of their products, all of these different tests that they do from STDs to COVID-19. Oh,
0: right, right, right. Um,
1: So I'm guessing we would have different things to say about each individual test. I don't think Mm -hmm. we can make blanket statements about all of them. But at least on this page, they're just talking about the quality of their oversight and the labs themselves and the collection methods. But what they don't address is specifically this IgG protein indicator of food sensitivity.
0: Or, as you might say, IgG. <clears throat> what is it good for? Very little. Maybe a tiny S- bit.
1: Surprisingly little.
0: <laughs> so I looked at a bunch of different sources. Let's start with just what do the major medical bodies say? What do the experts
1: say? Right. Before we get to the antibodies, what about the medical bodies?
0: Exactly. So there was a pretty good list. 2012 Harvard Medical School released a list where they actually, it's kind of cool what they did. They went to various different expert organizations and said, what are... A few things that you just like wish people would shut up about. Like, which things mm. are you like? This has nothing to do with our science, but people think it does. Oh wow! Please go away. Don't use this. Yeah. And the American Academy of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology named IgG tests wow. as one of their top specifically. Two. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I went to their website. Like, and- quit
1: coming into my practice and giving me these printed results that you got from <laughs> right. Because now I just have to disabuse you of this. Now I have to explain
0: to you why this is irrelevant to my work. So. I went to their website. Again, this is the American Academy of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. And they had a video specifically about this with this doctor who compared IgG tests to applied kinesiology.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: So, very strong statement there. He said, there is no evidence through trials. The only evidence that you're going to find. Now, again, this might have been a few years ago that the video was made. So, This could be slightly out of date, but there's no evidence except things that are published in disreputable or at least not well-respected journals. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very strong take.
1: After reading a bunch of articles, kind of the main takeaways that I got were that a lot of naturopaths use Mm -hmm. these tests and kind of recommend that they're clients will take them and then they'll start doing elimination diets and recommendations based on that just so that they have some kind of information to feed the mill, essentially. That the IgG reactivity is more a memory test, like your body's memory of having interacted with these things rather than some kind of indicator of... Allergic response.
0: Which makes sense. I mean, that's how we look at like titers for a vaccine. We don't say, like, oh, no, you're especially reactive to that thing. We just say, like, oh, you have a stable protection.
1: Right. And when I was reading up on how you generally normally test for food allergies, What I saw was that most people were doing what you were talking about where you scratch somebody's skin Mm -hmm. and then you introduce them to a little bit of an example fluid or substance that contains the active agent. And then you see if in 15 minutes or whatever, they have like a bit of swelling or redness Mm -hmm. or, you know, are dying or dying. Right. And you have to jab them with an EpiPen. And then a step above that will be to send in blood samples for an IgE test. Mm, Right. That is the more traditional food allergy test. And the IgE, again, is that more rare substance within the immune makeup, and it will really flare up in reaction to one of these substances. And then what I saw a few times listed as the gold standard of food sensitivity testing was the OFC, the Oral Food Challenge. If you have kind of middling or unclear results from some of these other tests and you really need to get to the basis of it, essentially what you do is you just stick the person in a chair and you start feeding them little bits of this food matter and you— increase that and increase that and increase that. Mm -hmm. You can do this in an even double-blinded way. Of course, that's the best way to do it, where even the doctor isn't quite sure which one they're giving the patient. Mm -hmm. And then you just see if a reaction occurs as you get up to very high concentrations. And then if there's no reaction, oh, well, we ruled that one out.
0: That would also help with, I know that certain lower-level allergies, there can be a psychological element to even thinking you might be exposed to it can rev your body up to like produce a lot of Mm. of that stuff, which is not to say you're imagining that you have the reaction, but just that it's sort of like having a panic attack where you're like panicking about the panic. In this case, your brain is like, oh my God, I'm going to hear the thing's going to get in me and starts preparing itself. A
1: nocebo effect, Mm -hmm, essentially. mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is also real, just like the placebo effect. Yeah. So there is a way to determine allergies to food, But the traditional ways don't involve these IgG tests.
0: Now, what about sensitivity, though?
1: Yeah, sensitivity. What is that, really? Maybe a little squishier and harder to to define. I think it comes down to digestion and how well your body is handling Yeah, But
0: is there a reputable test for that?
1: Oh, that's a good question.
0: Like that, I really don't know the answer to. So, yeah, it still seems unclear if food sensitivity is a specific category of things that's recognized by researchers and clinicians as an identifiable thing because like allergy has like such a clear definition Mm -hmm. and intolerance has a relatively clear definition and it seems like sensitivity is this other category and i'm not arguing that it shouldn't be used but it does seem like it's sort of the other it's Mm. the like i don't know my patient says that this causes them discomfort and okay I'm going to accept that. Right, and discomfort
1: and reactions can take so many forms. Maybe you get headaches, maybe you have aches, maybe you have gas, maybe you have IBS. Right,
0: and maybe it's caused by the food you think it's caused by and maybe not. But I'm glad you mentioned headaches because the one thing that kept coming up when I did a search for this in Harvard's library system, which I have access to right now, I searched the medical journals that come up through the library system And I did keep getting quite a few that suggested that migraines and headaches might, that's like the closest thing that might be reactive to IgG. Still a big question mark over it. But there were like several that seemed to have like something there, but still not even in the papers themselves. They'd be like, this is borderline, but it's more there than IgG for a lot of other things.
1: Okay. One set I was looking at was drawing a distinction between allergies, which are all about the IgE antibodies and everything else, sensitivity slash intolerance, and saying that those were not immune responses. But I'm looking at a different source right now that's saying that food sensitivity can involve IgG and other antibodies. So that gives me ever so slightly more respect for the Everly Well test itself, Mm. that it might be measuring something worth paying attention to. But from... All of these articles and groups like the American Academy of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology, it sounds like they're saying that people getting these at-home IgG tests are just adding confusion and creating extra work for medical professionals.
0: Yeah, and 99%-ish of cases. That said, I can't blame anybody who's struggling and just like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. Yeah. Like, it's a story you hear so much, especially around food and gastric distress. Yeah. Uh, I can't blame anybody who tries.
1: And doing elimination diets, it's tricky stuff because it takes time and then you got to be very aware of everything you're eating and you have to keep logs and you have to take those results and then maybe try different configuration. There's permutations involved. It's a lot of work. So I think it's kind of understandable, especially when doctor's visits are involved, that people would want to get this 30% off home kit and see what they can find out from that.
0: For sure. That doctor on the American Academy of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology video made a good point, which is sometimes people will get these huge lists of things that they now think they're supposed to avoid, and then they're not eating very nutritious food because they're avoiding like, oh, well, that was most of your protein sources, or that was most of your vitamin C sources. And also somewhere else I read, I think this was in one of the case studies written up about a parent who got IGG testing for her kid, mm. and it showed a moderate or high reactivity to soy, so she stopped hearing a kid soy, but the problem was family was vegan, not that there are no other sources of vegan protein, but then mm-hmm. you really have to chase them a little bit you know right. then when she brought the kid into the pediatrician, the pediatrician was like, "Boy, like kind of not growing at the rate we'd expect, really tired, et cetera. How's this yeah. protein intake? And so she explained, like, well, he's he's allergic to soy. Well, what do we mean allergic? Well, I did this test. Oh, wow. So, yeah. you know, that's the kind of thing you really want to not nail to this test.
1: And to Everly Wells' credit, I think when it was talking about how to perform these elimination diets, they were saying, don't treat this like fasting you still need to be getting the same <laughs>
0: yeah. caloric oh, okay, intake. Yeah. So don't
1: just leave a gaping hole in your diet. Yeah. Do, fill that with something equivalent. So if you're... Good I, I think the example they used was something like, you know, if you realize you're trying to eliminate peaches, then maybe have some oranges or something like I
0: that. I love the idea, though, of the person who's like, I was going to have peaches for lunch, so I guess I'm not having lunch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Well, you know, stranger <laughs> you things never have happened. know.
0: Yeah, I guess that is sort of analogous to the soy thing.
1: So if you are suspicious that you might have a food allergy, sensitivity, intolerance. That is something that you can talk to your doctor or a dietitian about and get actual tests. But some of those things are in squishier categories where it's hard to tease out those details, and it's going to take a lot of trial and error.
0: Well, thank you for putting your blood in Drew's body.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that worked out, and that was the most efficient way to do that.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just did that real quick. Um, <laughs> Didn't even notice. No, you were in a state of suspended animation. You work in animation, but I suspended it. For
1: I a see. Second. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's good that we get this out of the way before we do anything with the Jehovah's Witnesses.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the Christian scientists don't like it either, right? Yeah, who knows? Probably.
1: Well, Carrie, we've talked about a lot of factors here. Maybe we can quickly mm. boil it down. What would you give this Everly Well specifically, since they have so many tests, the food? sensitivity test kit try at home on a pseudoscience scale where one is something not very pseudoscientific like the theory of evolution by natural selection well attested to by independent lines of evidence and ten would be something not at all scientific like all allergies are caused by goat sperm.
0: That don't make no sense. Okay. My gut reaction is a seven. Okay. So I do think by the letter of the law, they are being honest on the site, but I think they're being very careful about how they word things Mm -hmm. and maybe taking advantage of public ignorance on the subject a bit, or at least benefiting from public ignorance of the subject, Okay, even if that's not intentional. I think they could do a better job explaining how little this is really giving you mm-hmm. but of course they know they're making money off of it who would do that but on the other hand i think they really are testing the thing they say they're testing right and it would be very hard to make a case that they're lying to anybody i just think they could do a better job
1: yeah, Seven. okay, yeah, that's very fair. I did a swap on this one where I think I went in less skeptical than oh, you right. were yeah. of mm-hmm. this test, just thinking like, well, why would they do this if it wasn't <laughs> useful info? <laughs> but the more I learned, the more I realized the experts just really don't want you doing this. This really doesn't tell you that much. And you're right, like, they give you the results and they say, well, this may start a conversation and this mm-hmm. is something to look <laughs> at and maybe try, and you know, all of that is very cautious and careful but i uh, missing the point that this IgG is just a very narrow slice of the response and really doesn't tell too much. Especially it didn't identify a lot of foods that you've had kind of verified
0: uh,
1: reactions to. I'll join you at seven. I might even be tempted to go higher. I agree with all your rationale there. Yeah, seven sounds good.
0: Seven. Lucky number seven. Okay, what would you give this on a pocket drainer value? Where one is something not at all pocket draining, like you're walking down the street and a beautiful, sweet little kitty is like, meow, 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 take me home. I'm free and I need a home. Please, Carrie. And you pick her up and you take her home and Drew's like, we're not having a cat. But then over time, he comes to love the cat and you have a free cat. Oh, oh and then 10 is something very pocket draining like.
1: Suddenly the cat needs uh, tests and shots. And
0: Sure. I was going to say adopting a human infant. Oh, okay. In a private adoption. But. We can take yours. Sure. Cat has GRDI and needs really intense. Treatment Maybe none for of some this reason.
1: is a true ten, but I get your drift. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of those situations where, like, every time you go to their website, there's little pop-ups about like limited time offer, twenty percent off this test. Actually, I'm looking at that right now on the website, or like you know, a little spin wheel shows up and you can get this kind of discount. Let's see what you get. What discount do you get? I'm getting the sense from the fact that they're so. Excited to back off of their baseline pricing that these things are overpriced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For just for profitability, sure. Let alone the actual value of the product. And then in terms of these not being very useful results to have, all of that's driving it up. I'm giving that a seven as well.
0: Okay. Yeah. My gut reaction. It was an eight. Okay. Yeah. That's also just raw numbers. That is expensive. Right.
1: Yeah. Two hundred sixty bucks, the one hundred sixty for the basic test.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of money to bleed on a card.
1: And going to doctors multiple times, that's expensive too. But if this did the same thing as working with dietitians or professionals, then this would be a great deal, but it's not.
0: Also, there's a lot of countries that are going to doctors multiple times. It's not that
1: expensive. Right. That's right. We live in a place where <laughs> we haven't figured that out yet. Mm. So what, what number did you give this? Eight. Okay. What would you give this then on a danger rating? Where one is something not very dangerous. You drink some water out of a cup. You need water. Whereas 10 is something very dangerous. You try to drink the ocean.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs> i done it, and it's not successful. Oh. Yeah. Four. Okay. That's my gut reaction. Because <laughs> this is one of those where it's like, well, it's not going to directly harm you probably. But the story about the kid whose parents avoid soy makes you like, mm-hmm. oh, right. Yeah, that's how this could happen.
1: Yeah, it definitely registers on the scale because it's one of those kind of sending you down a rabbit hole kind of things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I've made this journey and I didn't really learn much except I shouldn't do it this way. I think intuitively your four sounds good.
0: Cool. That's your gut reaction? That's my gut. <laughs> what would you give this on a creepiness rating? Where one is something that's not at all creepy, like Ponyo, the movie Ponyo.
1: Oh, that's delightful.
0: And then 10 is something incredibly creepy, like The Cat Returns.
1: <laughs> okay. I think there's something inherently creepy... In a delightful way about any Miyazaki film.
0: Oh, that's fair. I just saw The cat Returns for the first time, and I loved it, but it's creepy and strange.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So that's a 10. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Just two movies, one on one side, <laughs> one on the other. I don't think there's anything particularly creepy about any of this. I mean, you have to collect your blood, but you're not being washed in the blood or anything like that.
0: Love that about it.
1: So I'm going to give this a you.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Other than having to drain one of your friend's blood and put it in someone else's body.
1: Yeah, that was pretty involved. Glad I was <sighs> out for that.
0: Yeah, that would make it a 10. But since that was just sort of my own project, <laughs> I will also give it a 1.
1: Okay. Ponyo,
0: ponyo H-
1: Hot drink rating?
0: Um, Unless you drink blood, thumbs down.
1: Thumbs down. Okay. <laughs> All but right. If
0: you're a Dracula and you're listening to this, then thumbs up.
1: All right, well, hopefully we saved you from that particular Everly Well test. I won't speak to any of the others. Oh,
0: you can still take it. Maybe this is useful to you in some way we don't know about, right?
1: I don't know. Right. I, I think the takeaway from this episode is there's no need to take this food sensitivity test.
0: Uh, probably for the average person. But okay. I bet there's someone for whom they really understand IgG and really get what it does. And it's going to add to their already... Huge existing trough of
1: self knowledge. Okay, well, I'm happy for them. And
0: to that person, Justin R, I say go ahead. All right. Yeah.
1: Justin Royland, the voice from Rick and Morty.
0: All the Justin R's are listening. I'm trying to, you know, do a televangelist thing. Uh, Oh, I got
1: you. (laughs) Excuse me. Sorry.
0: (laughs) And before we go, a sad note. Yeah. A good reminder. So we lost a listener in a very tragic way.
1: Yeah, we've been hearing about the story and updates over the past month from a very good friend of that listener. Friend's name is Eric Smoke. So we'd really like to thank Eric for letting us know about this and keeping us up to date with developments. And, And we have some info to share on that. So this happened on July 4th and it was a fireworks related incident.
0: So listen, fireworks are weapons. I'm not sure we should be using them at all. We just shoot these explosions into the sky. Regardless, what you really shouldn't do is have backyard fireworks or dispose of fireworks willy-nilly. And in this case, someone did that. They threw their backyard fireworks into a dumpster.
1: This was in Portland, Oregon, where there was a ban. So nobody was supposed Mm -hmm. to be doing that anyway. But yeah, they threw the fireworks in a dumpster and it caused a fire. And the design of this apartment complex was such that it was cutting off a path of escape. Yeah. So most people were able to get out, but it particularly affected one apartment complex where Seth Robert Thompson, who is one of our listeners, lived with his roommate.
0: Yeah, his roommate and good friend.
1: Robert William Gramellion. And they were 31 years old. Both of them died.
0: And Seth's girlfriend lived there as well. She's in the hospital.
1: Yeah, she had to leap, as did Seth. And yeah. she survived, but she's been in the hospital and has has not been in great condition. She's also a listener to the show.
0: And she lost her cat as well. I mean, yeah. it's just a horrible, horrible story. So yeah. uh,
1: we just wanted to commemorate them and share that reminder about fireworks and also share there is a GoFundMe for Kelsey Edmonds. If you'd like to help out with the uh, medical bills, it's GoFundMe.com slash F slash Kelsey, K-E-L-S-I dash Edmonds, E-D-M-O-N-D-S dash medical dash bills. That couldn't uh, help out. Anyways, thanks again to Eric for letting us know we'll our t- love to the families.
0: And we'll tweet out that link as well.
1: And on that note, that's it for this investigation. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton.
0: This episode was edited by Victor Figueroa.
1: Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer.
0: You can support this and all our investigations by going to maximumfund.org forward slash join, J-O-I-N.
1: Please and thank you. All that money helps us give that money to services like this.
0: <laughs> and other stuff.
1: And other stuff. Like um, feeding cats.
0: Exactly. Important. We also have social media.
1: We do. Twitter, Ono oh Podcasts, Facebook, <laughs> on Onrack. <laughs> We are individually on Instagram. That's true. I forget that I have Instagram for about two months. Oh, okay. Then I post something, then I forget I have it again.
0: Oh, so your relationship to Instagram is a lot like mine to Facebook. Okay, yeah. Interesting. And remember.
2: Hello, my name is Dave Stukas. I'm a pediatric allergist and I work at Nationwide Children's Hospital and the Ohio State University College of Medicine in Columbus, Ohio. I'm going to speak with you about non-validated food allergy testing. When somebody has a food allergy, their body forms an IgE allergy response. IgE is the allergy antibody, and when this is formed and it attaches to the allergy cells in the body, when that person encounters their food allergen, typically by eating it, it binds to the IgE and unlocks those allergy cells, which release chemicals, mostly histamine, that cause symptoms that are classic for a food allergy reaction. Food allergy reactions do not come and go over time. If somebody is allergic to a food, every time they ingest that food, no matter what form, such as if they're allergic to cow's milk, they cannot consume cheese or ice cream or yogurt. When they encounter the food, they have an allergic reaction, typically within a few minutes and rarely longer than one to two hours later. So when somebody has a clinical history that's concerning for a food allergy, we can perform IgE testing. There are two different ways that we can detect IgE towards food. One is in the office setting and it's through a skin prick or scratch test. Where a drop of the liquid allergen is placed on the skin typically on the back of the forearm and then the skin is gently scratched so that allergen is introduced to those allergy cells in the top layer of the skin within about 10 or 15 minutes they will release histamine causing a localized hive you get a bump with some redness and itching the size of that bump tells us the likelihood that that person has an allergy you can also do food specific blood testing where you can measure levels of ige towards any food in the blood and the scale comes from basically 0 to 100 the higher the level indicates, the more likely that a food allergy is present. Neither skin prick nor blood IgE tests can determine the severity of a reaction. It can only be used to interpret the clinical history and determine if a food allergy is present. However, there are many different types of unvalidated and unproven food allergy tests that are being marketed. These tests often lack any plausible biochemical mechanism and have no evidence, especially through the standard peer-reviewed trials, that demonstrate that they can one actually detect or determine if somebody has a food allergy or two anything such as a false positive rate or false negative rate these types of tests vary from applied kinesiology or muscle testing where somebody is told to hold a vial of something and their muscle strength is tested both before holding it and then after holding it if their strength is subjectively determined to be different then they are diagnosed as having a food allergy there are people that it will offer hair analysis or urine analysis, uh, things that traditionally can be used to measure things such as metal toxicities but have no business determining whether somebody has a food allergy. There are other tests that are given fancy names where they take somebody's blood and they mix it with an allergen and look at it under a microscope and if any changes are detected then they're diagnosed as having a food allergy. And then lastly there's tests such as IgG testing which is offered but IgG testing is a memory antibody. And this merely determines whether somebody has been exposed to a food, not whether they have an allergy. So long story short, it's really important to understand if somebody's concerned about having a food allergy, one, what are the symptoms that occur whenever that food is eaten? If somebody's eating a food without any problems when they eat that food, they don't have a food allergy. You can't fool the immune system. Number two, if there is concern for a food allergy, that it's really important to talk with one's personal physician or have a referral to an allergist especially a board-certified allergist who can determine through proper validated testing whether or not they have a food allergy. And three, it's really important that people not self-diagnose or turn to the internet or have mail-order testing or alternative providers do unvalidated testing in diagnosing food allergy. Because unfortunately, many people are overdiagnosed, misdiagnosed as having a food allergy, which leads to unnecessary avoidance, changes in their diet, and overall poor health. For more information on this subject please visit the Academy website at www.aaai.org. Folks, it's me, James Arthur M, host of Minority Corner, your home through these wild times for weekly doses of pop culture, history, news, nerdy stuff, and more through a BIPOC, queer, and allied lens. I already took you back in time through One Time Machine. We're going back even further. Yeah. Oh my God! Ooh, here we go. I'm holding on. I know it seems scary because now we're in the 1830s. I know. No, I mean, I hold on, like that that we fight. Yeah. Continuing along on the White People's Apologies tour, Justin Timberlake. That is Minority Corner. Like, Having those difficult conversations, those necessary conversations. This is now the moment for, for, for white people to be rising up and going, this is our problem. So join me and some of your new BFFs every Friday here on Maximum Fun to stay informed, empowered, and have some fun. Minority Corner, because together, we're the majority. Video games. Video games.
0: Video Games. You like them?
2: Maybe you wish you had more time for them? Maybe you want to know the best ones to play? Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies?
0: (laughs) In that case, you should check out Triple Click.